Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP, the home of the cats right here in Lexington. And I am Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer coming to a website near you soon. Uh, in the meantime, Curtis and I will be here every day, Monday through Friday. If it's a big deal to Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it every single week on the Locked On Podcast Network. Last podcast of the week, so that means we're going to do our over-unders. We're also going to talk a little basketball. There was a pretty big amount of recruiting news. John Calipari's been flying all over the country. And there was a list that had to do with Kentucky basketball that both Kyle and I kind of disagree with quite heavily. But I did want to say this before we jump into all these topics, Kyle. This, if I'm, if I'm got my figures and facts and dates correct, this is the last podcast you would do without well, being able to name your new job, right? Actually, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually got a phone call today. Uh, I start my new job uh, on Monday, and I thought that was going to be the day it was going to be revealed to the general public. But as it turns out, uh, it looks like October 1st is going to be my actual oh. reveal. But I'll be working. Uh, I'll be working in the uh, two weeks uh, leading up to that. I'll be building up stories and, and uh, going to do some cool stuff to get get things ready for the debut. But yeah, I was a little disappointed by that. I'm happy to be, uh, I'm happy that I'll be on somebody's payroll again as of Monday morning. And you have a but, computer. Uh, but Yes, I have a computer. Um, yeah, I thought everything was go. I got my computer in the mail this week. Uh, it's a fancy computer that is both a laptop and a touchscreen. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, I was ready to rock and roll. I've been I've been uh, transcribing interviews, which reminded me that it was nice not to be transcribing <laughs> interviews for the last two and a half months. But uh, um, I'll be ready to I'll I'll be chomping at the bit by October first, and I'm 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 sad that just last night I teased that I would let people know where I was going on Monday because I thought I was, but uh, you're, um, you're where such- I am going is making some other moves and, and um, they want to uh, let everybody know all those moves all at the same time. And so it may take a couple more weeks to finalize. So it looks like October 1st is the big reveal. You're such a, you're such a tease. I do. I've heard that before. Curtis. I do want to say this though. It is not barstool sports. So we'll clear that rumor up right (laughs) now. It's not, it's not barstool. Uh, you had a little, uh, you had a little, little word for them online. But of course, if you follow Kyle on Twitter, then you know his words for some people. We're not, we don't need to dive into that right now. But what we do not need to dive into no, is the fact that, uh, Andy Katz came out with 15 freshmen who can make an immediate impact in college basketball. Andy Katz now works for NCA.com, formerly of ESPN. Very plugged in guy. But Kyle, when you look over these 15 guys, one, there's only one Kentucky player. There's actually only one player from each team, with the exception of Duke, who has both the number one player, Zion Williamson, and two, R.J. Barrett. But other than that, only one player from each school. But I'm surprised the Kentucky player that got picked, honestly. Yeah, Tyler Hero, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily argue with him being on the list. Uh, I'm surprised. I think he's going to be really good. I think he opened a lot of eyes in the Bahamas. Uh, and if you were just looking at what Kentucky's freshmen did in the Bahamas, and certainly if you were just looking at the box scores from those games 
at the freshman, you know, you'd pick Tyler Hero. He 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 scored a ton. Uh, he shot it great. Made shots from all over the floor. Shot the three well. Shot the two well. Um, really, really, really impressed. I think really opened some eyes, and I think maybe climbed out of the shadow a little bit of some of these other uh, five star guys. But also, if you were paying very close attention, uh, or if you followed these guys up until this point. I, I think it's a little surprising to have neither Ashton Hagens nor Keldon Johnson on the list. I think you could make an argument for um, Emmanuel quickly, and, and you could make an argument for E.J. Montgomery, who we only got to see one game of in the Bahamas. I mean, Montgomery is a, was the number six player in the class, um, and Cal is very high on him. Ashton Hagens, I think, is probably the best on-ball defender on the team and will be one of the best in the country. Uh, and Keldon Johnson is probably going to be a lottery pick. He's probably mm-hmm. the only guy right now who's looks like a, a sure lottery pick for Kentucky. So to me, that's a little strange. Definitely to leave Hagens and Keldon Johnson off that list. I don't think it's it's necessarily uh, inappropriate to put Tyler Hero on it because he. I don't think he could have done much more uh, with his opportunity on national TV with those uh, exhibition games. I'll run through the top five. I gave you the two Duke guys at the top. Uh, Nasir Little out of North Carolina is number three. Romeo Langford from Indiana is number four. I mean, if you, depending on how, what you want to define impactful as from a scoring perspective, Langford's going to have the green light no matter where he is on the court. He's going to put up a ton of points, and he's super talented at Indiana. And number five is where Hero falls. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think Hero, you can make a case – that he could be on this list in the top 15 based off what he showed at the Bahamas. Uh, but Keldon Johnson, I think, is the guy that should be here at number five and maybe even make him a little bit higher if you want to. Uh, I just think he has all the all the tools that John Calipari loves, which means he's going to stay on the floor almost all the time. He can score. He, he's. I mean, it's not fair to say this, but so many people have. He's Michael Kidd-Gilchrist with an improved jump shot. I think even you've, Kyle, said that so I just think he's yeah. So... Rex Chapman is Rex Chapman has called him Jamal Mashburn, I believe. Wow, I believe that was the uh, the very 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 uh, high praise comp that he he was being sheepish about, acting like he wasn't going to. Uh, he said, you know, I don't want to put it on this kid, and then he did anyway. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, he th- I I think his his point of view eventually was that. Kelton Johnson's sort of mental makeup, nothing you could say about him, good or bad, is going to throw him off track. He's a super-focused guy. But to compare him to Jamal Mashburn says a lot about what a guy who is a very high-level player in Rex Chapman thinks of his potential. I I just, yeah, whatever order, whatever, however high on the list, Kelton Johnson belongs there for sure. Yeah, uh, I think I would make a really strong argument for Ashton Hagens, and I think I'm probably higher on Ashton Hagens than most people right now. Yes, you are. But I, I, I think I think uh, I don't think I'm higher on him than Cal Perry is. Um, I think he recognizes that he is one of the elite defenders, on-ball defenders he's had or going to have, um, and I think he's just going to make such an impact on the game that way by suffocating people. Um, I think his teammates feel the same way, so um, well, here's I think a, you can make here, a case for him as well. I mean, I don't know. You can make a case for so many different guys, and it should be noted that you know you mentioned E.J. Montgomery. He was the highest-rated recruit, and Evan Daniels came on here yep. and said that he has the highest upside of any of the guys 
the freshmen on Kentucky's roster, so you should factor that in as well. Um, but I just, I'm just cautious. I'm just, I'm, I'm not like buying all the way into Tyler Hero uh, at this point. I hate to use kind of this word, but it feel like it's a, he's a little bit overrated. He had a great Bahamas trip, but when you, when you see him, when you, when I saw him at the Hoop Summit, when all those talent evaluators were evaluating him, they had other guys ahead of him, and there was a reason for that. I'm not saying he can't surpass expectations, and I saw some people online discussing how, oh, this proves that people don't know how to evaluate talent, and that's that's taking it a step too far, I feel like, because you know you have to t- evaluate talent in many different aspects, and some people were kind of taking shots at saying, oh, he was ranked low because he didn't play well in the All-Star Game um, practices. And Kyle, I think you would agree with this. That's one of the best places to judge these guys because there's NBA scouts in the building and you're playing against the best of the best as opposed to high school or even AAU where the level in AAU, the high level, you know, um, Nike EYBL, those things have a lot of talent. But comparative to the All-Star Games where you're going against guys that are all pretty much five stars, I think you can make a lot of judgment off that. Now, they shouldn't be the only thing you judge them on, but Tyler here didn't perform well in those. So I'm just a little bit cautious on him. Yeah, when you get all those guys together, look, I mean, I don't think you judge much from the all-star games, but the all-star practices, that is, I mean, that's where a lot of people do a lot of high-level evaluations because those guys are trying to kill each other, and there isn't, even in AAU games where you get some loaded teams, there are weak links on the floor. When you're when you're talking about the five on five practicing at the All, McDonald's All America game or uh, Jordan Brand Classic or out at out at the um, Hoop Summit, there's not a bad player on the floor. Um, one through five, and you know all the guys on the bench. Everybody that's going at you in practice is a, is a high level guy, and so and everybody's trying to prove themselves. Um, you know, everybody knows all the eyes are on them. It, it is, a, I think it is a legitimate evaluation ground. And um, as you said, there, you know, I, I actually think Tyler Hero, I, I'm, I, have, um, I have a higher opinion of him and his potential after watching what he did in the Bahamas, just because I, I need, you know, I didn't see him play a ton in high school, to be honest. And to see what he could do, uh, beyond just spot up and shoot threes, he's way more than that. The fact that he can kind of get his own shot, that he can, um, that he's got some athleticism. Uh, we saw him throw down a couple times. The fact that he can, uh, you know, shoot off the dribble, that he can make the the mid range, the pull up, um, kind of hit from all over the floor. The fact that, I mean, he does have tremendous confidence in himself, and that, that I mean, you have to have that for if you're if you're going to be uh, a scorer. And he's got that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that he's overrated. I think he might be a little overhyped right now because of what he did in the Bahamas. He'll come back to earth a little bit because, you know, he's going to be scrapping and scratching for for playing time. Um, all, all these guys are. I don't know how many guys are going to be 30-plus minute a game guys because they're so deep. Um yeah, you know, so to put it on him that he's going to be the the fifth most impactful freshman in all of college basketball, uh, that might be a little too too much, uh, maybe overhyping him. I don't, I, yeah. I don't over. I feel like overrated is like um, is too strong a word because I think he's, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be really good. I just, I don't, I don't know if that if he, that that level of hype might be a little too soon. Other- but we also did a whole podcast yesterday, <clears throat> basically on whether or not Benny Snell could make New York in the Heisman 
uh, as a Heisman finalist after two games. So. Well, you can ask Tony Neely about that, according to Mark Stoops. Other players of note <laughs> on this list, Darius Garland of Vanderbilt, the point guard. I absolutely love love him. Uh, Quentin Grimes, number eight, going to be a Kansas. He'll, he'll score a ton of points. Um, and then Charles Bassey, Western Kentucky, kid out of who played some played his ended his prep career and Louisville at Aspire Academy is at number eleven and Sharif O'Neal, number twelve. Bull Bull, your boy. Bull Bull, Oregon number thirteen. He was he's an interesting guy just because he's so giant. Son of Minute Bull, obviously. We'll see where he, he kind of shakes out. There's a lot of people have a lot of lot of different opinions on him. We were talking about Tyler Hero. Some people love Bull Bull, some people do not. All right, we're going to get to our over-unders here in a second. But first, I want to let you guys know about FanDuel. Football is here, and if you missed your season-long fantasy league at your office, have no fear, you can still play FanDuel. FanDuel has one week and even one day games, and now they are here to help you even more. Guru is a new tool. That's Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans at any skill levels. So players can be confident you're putting on the best team on the field. This is a responsive wizard-like draft experience that mask that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you are picking. I'm on FanDuel and you should too. Check out FanDuel.com slash locked on right now and get a special promotion. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. What's that promotion? You get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Are you ready for over unders, Kyle? Yes, but after you did the uh, after you did that fantasy uh, football read as we're recording this on Thursday night, I'm in a very good mood because I have AJ Green of the Bengals, and he in the first quarter he has already caught two touchdown passes against the Ravens. That's because the Bengals are amazing. Thought everybody liked to know that because people really like to know about your fantasy football team. Every, you know, just the in general, people like to hear about other people's fantasy football teams. It so I'm is, happy to share that with the crowd. It is great uh, sports talk when you talk about your fantasy teams. All right, speaking of... By the way, I, this, the, hold on. I do want to say this. This is I'm totally off topic. But I, some people who follow me on Twitter may have seen it. Uh, the HBO show Hard Knocks uh, followed the Cleveland Browns this year. They're trying to reboot. They had the number one pick. They got Baker Mayfield. They went 0-16 last year. Uh, they were a very likable group in, on Hard Knocks, and I decided, I, you know, because of my job, I just don't have any like real allegiances in sports. I don't have a team, um, and so I decided, you know, it, it'd be easy if I want to pick a team to root for to pick a winner. I want to pick an underdog, the ultimate underdog, the hapless Cleveland Browns, and I really enjoyed them. I, I got to really enjoy them on Hard Knocks, and I covered Tyrod Taylor who is right now ahead of Baker Mayfield at quarterback, may not be for long, uh, covered him at Virginia Tech. And my first game as a Cleveland Browns fan was this weekend, and they managed to tie. <laughs> I just want to share that with everyone. What a, what a perfect, brilliant um, uh, introduction to my Browns fandom that they uh, didn't win, but they didn't lose. They tied. Well, there will be no ties on our over-unders because we set it up to where it's almost impossible to have a push, well, with the exception of the it is first one. Right? Well, the first one, the crowd size, I guess technically it's possible. This was actually a question uh, when we did our mailbag earlier this week we didn't get to, but someone asked, will the crowd be over 55,000 against Murray State? 
Are we talking announced uh, announced yes, attendance? Yes. Well, I guess that's all we'll know. That's all we'll know because we won't be able to get in real time the actual attendance. Unless I'm you want to go do a head count, then we'll just take what UK gives us. I'm going to say over. I bet they announced like 56, 56 or 57. I think I think the new official I think the new capacity since they reduced capacity with the renovation is around 61ish. Um I'll say then, yeah, I'll say over on the announced. Um, you know, I mean, if not, then there's that's sad because, I mean, like, c- come out and support the team that just ended a 31-year losing streak at Florida uh, in a resounding way. You've got all these really likable characters on the team now. You've got a star player. You've got a new kind of budding star quarterback. Uh, if ever you were going to show up, even though it's Murray State, one double A team, FCS. Uh, you, you, I think you, you've got to show up. If ever they're going to show up, uh, it would be this one. If if this was the Mississippi State game, I would say like sellout, uh, yeah. which is next week. But uh, I, I think they get there. I think at least the announced number gets over fifty five. It's over. It is Heroes Day, so if you are a service member, you get a free ticket. And I mean, it's a noon game. No, the weather won't be here by then, according to everything I've heard. So it should be nice out. I think people will come. They'll go. They'll be excited. They'll see the team, and it'll be over fifty-five thousand. So we're both on the same page there. We should note we did the exact same thing uh, last week as we did the week before. We split. Um, so Kyle and I overall, I guess we're what four and two in these over unders overall. So we're doing pretty did, good. Did we go two and one again last week? Yeah, each of us. Yes. Even, Even though this. we got different things wrong. Yes, we flipped. And I don't have the over-unders in front of me, but I know you missed one because I was keeping track because okay. the thing was so going we're, on. We're I, missed, right. I missed the Conrad, and you missed Felipe Frank's touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. did. So yeah. you believed in Felipe Franks, and I believed in them throwing to C.J. Conrad, and we were both wrong. Um, all right, uh, the next over-under is it's been kind of a topic of conversation uh, Eddie Grand mentioned how he was a little bit disappointed in, in himself for giving so many plays to Benny Snell down at the Swamp. They want to work in A.J. Rose, and you can see why. After that first game, he had a really great game against Central Michigan. And they don't want to overextend Benny Snell. Uh, Benny Snell's been averaging, what did we say, 23.5 carries 23 and per, a half. Yeah, per game in the first two games. Um, but as we mentioned, they've been talking about dialing back Eddie Grant actually mentioned a quote-unquote pitch count, but would it be a run count for, for Benny Snell. So we set it at 19.5. Kyle, I'm going to take over. I think Benny will just – they're still going to give him the ball, and he wants some yards. I think he kind of likes uh, these games, and you know, they, I don't think he's going to get beat up too bad against Murray State. I'm going to say under, I, just because I think they'll, they will roll in this one, and if ever there's a game to give him a break, to not risk his injury – uh, and a game where he could probably get his numbers without that. Like I could see this being a game where Benny has uh, 16 carries for you know a buck 80 and two touchdowns, and just shut him down and let uh, let AJ Rose kind of get rolling, get his confidence, establish him as that second option further. Um, you know, I, I think this will be a game where where uh, we'll see Benny and and Terry Wilson. Uh, on the sideline for most of the second half, and and that's a great opportunity for AJ Rose and for Gunnar Hope. Uh, real quick, before we get to our last one here, I did find the over unders from last week. 
Uh, C.J. Conrad over 49.5 yards. Kyle said under. He was right. I was wrong. Felipe Franks over under 2.5 touchdowns. I said under. Kyle said over. He was wrong. I was right. And finally, I think we both went under Kentucky turnovers 2.5. We were right on the edge, but Kentucky didn't turn it over a third time. So that's it. We got both got that one right. Um, final over and under, and this will be a fun one. It is Cash Daniel, and if you haven't seen it, just go to Cash Daniel's profile and scroll down a little bit, and you'll find it. He is, of course, a big wrestling fan, or wrestling, depending on how you want to say it. And he did an impersonation of Stone Cold, but instead of saying Stone Cold's line, he used his, which I guess is his nickname slash wrestling persona, Cash Money. And he said, that's the bottom line, because Cash Money said so. And then he banged two water bottles together and drank them both at the same time, like Stone Cold used to do with beer. Yes, that was amazing and that bunchy. he did that. And the biggest win of his lifetime. Uh, and he he does that for the camera right on cue while they're on the field and everybody's celebrating. That was uh, that was really well done. I think it's already been viewed a few million times. It has absolutely gone viral. Um, now he's been talked about on, uh, on on the Barstool Sports podcast, I believe, and is uh has referenced that in uh, recent interviews um but but that's gone everywhere and i would imagine it's going to be shown a lot or at least more than once during the broadcast on saturday well we will we will discuss that but i did want to throw this note in bunchy stalling said he had to double check and make sure that wasn't beer when he first saw the video <laughs> uh, so. i'm not gonna say it wasn't i'm not gonna guarantee that it was bunchy was saying i wanted to see a couple angles just to make sure what that was but i think he said it was actually some kind of sports drink i forget what the name of it was but the over under here is how many times that video will be played on the broadcast on saturday it's one and a half times. I think we're all going to agree that it's going to be played at least once. Question is, do yeah, they go so back to it a second time? Kyle, what do you think? I think they do. I think we get at least two. I think we get at least two uh, Cash Daniel replays. I think probably two is the number. So I'm going to say over. I think here's here's the thing. He's the currently the leading tackler in the SEC with 22. He's going to make a lot of plays, and I think you're right. I think they're going to pitch back to it a second time. I think it's going to be one of the opening kind of things. It's going to be like, you know, they're going to do a montage of how Kentucky celebrated. They're going to do some awesome one about, you know, giving Schlarman the game ball. And then they're going to be like, and Cash Daniel, local Kentucky kid, celebrated this way, and then they're going to pitch to it. And then he's going to make another awesome play during the se- during the game, and they're going to pitch to it again. So I'm going to go over, and I'm going to agree with you. So we got so we both we, this will be the third straight week that we we've agreed on two and disagreed on one, right? Is no. that right? Or or the or or agreed on one and disagreed on two. No, we agreed on two and disagreed on one this week. The other <laughs> Okay. We're doing awesome right now. Yes. We'll see if four, we can keep four these. and two. I mean I, I mean I think if we keep up this this pace, people ought to start thinking about uh, you know, Making some making some wagers on our. On you know how our, you can uh, do that. Advice. You know how you can do that. <laughs> I bet you, you can know go that. to my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. 
Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional 25 free play on a deposit of over $100. How do you get that? I'm about to tell you. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account. If you're willing to hold off until 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code ONCOLLEGE. You play, you win, you get paid. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, Kyle, let's wrap it up. little recruiting, lots of news. Calipari's traveling all over the country. Nothing earth-shattering by anything that's out there because, uh, you know, I think for the most part with Kentucky's targets, nobody really knows a ton. Keep people are kind of flip-flopping on James Wiseman at this point right now. Yeah, I know uh, I know Ben Roberts, the Herald Leader, who we need to have on this podcast because he's a, f- a friend of ours, a friend of the pod, uh, and, and uh, super plugged-in recruiting guy when it comes to Kentucky. Um, talked to the two, two main guys at Rivals, basketball recruiting guys at Rivals, and they both have picked uh, picked Memphis for James Wiseman. And, and uh, Evan Daniels, another friend of the pod, uh, from two first, 247 Sports said that uh, he spoke to tonight, uh, as we record this on Thursday, he spoke to um, James's mom again and uh, tonight, and he is on an unofficial visit to Memphis where he lives and plays high school ball, uh, where his former high school and AAU coach, Penny Hardaway, is now the head coach, which is obviously why there's so much momentum uh, and buzz about Memphis. He's recently come off his visit to uh, Kentucky, where they did everything they could to wow him, and including uh, Cal conveniently getting a package from Anthony Davis with a Red Bull promo, um, and the video yeah, from I, and the video from uh, Carl Anthony Towns where they got to play uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, there you go. I, was, I did was scared to to mess up the video game name because it would have made <laughs> me sound like a super old dude. Um, but yeah, so they got to preview that. As well, I mean, those two pretty good dudes to. And that all, yeah, that all happened while he was on campus. Just I, you know, coincidence. Just, just yeah, just by chance. Coincidence. Uh, so you got two of the best young big men in the NBA, Cal's uh, Cal disciples, um, who are sending in cool stuff from their cool super millionaire lives, um, and also reminding him that when you're at Kentucky, you get stuff like to be the first people ever to play the new Call of Duty video game. So. Uh, yeah, that that's helpful. Um, I, I I absolutely get the the buzz and the vibe for Memphis. I still am not going to change my pick. I, I still feel I actually just I, I think James Wiseman is so focused in the long term on you know what where is the best place to groom myself to be a potential number one pick in the NBA draft and a successful pro. And I know Penny and, and his assistant coach. Uh, Mike Miller, who also played a long time in the NBA, um, can sell being a successful player in the NBA, um, but neither one of them can sell um, being a proven groomer of NBA talent yeah. as coaches. And, and John Calipari and Kenny Payne, uh, and, and Kenny Payne being a big one um, as sort of the big man whisperer, I mean, they, he's really, really good at that. 
they can sell that. And then when you factor that, when you, when you add in the, the fact that um, another Kentucky assistant, Joel Justice, has been really, really uh, plugging away on this recruitment for years now, two or three years now, um, since before Wiseman even moved from Nashville to play for Penny and Memphis, um, and is really close with the mom. Uh, you know, I've talked to her a few times, and, and like she gushes about about Joel Justice. She loves that guy. Um, when you when you add that sort of family connection, uh, which you better have to combat the Penny, uh, the Penny love, um, and then you have um, Cal and 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 Kenny Payne's reputation for developing these NBA big men and, and having number one picks uh, for guys at his position. Uh, I, I still, I still feel like at the end of the day, um, he's the kind of kid who looks at that as a business decision and, and, and goes, you know, maybe with his, maybe with his head over his heart. Although I think he's, he's pretty connected at the heart to Kentucky as well. Also of note, Calipari sent out a tweet, which, him, it's him flying, and he says, "Let's see, nice view of Mount Rainier. Obviously, that's in Washington. What the heck's he doing out in Washington? Well, the fourth overall prospect in the 2019 class, Jade McDaniel's, is out there. I love Calipari. He's like slightly would it be classified as subtweeting when he goes and visits these guys. He was tweeting out all the Memphis stuff this week when he was in Memphis visiting Wiseman. Now he's tweeting this out. Jade McDaniel's, he's kind of a late riser. He's super talented." This is an unfair comparison, but I guess it's the best we can do. Everyone says he's semi like Kevin Durant because he's super long. He's almost, I think he's listed at 6'9, six, 6'10, six, but he's more of a wing than anything else. So we'll see where he goes. But that's another name to keep an eye on. Um, speaking of recruiting, Kyle, why don't you recruit some businesses to advertise on this podcast right now? Uh, I'll do that. If you're interested in reaching the Kentucky fan base right where they are with us, five days a week, Monday through Friday, every week. Um, send us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. We'll get you some information about how you can also become a friend of the podcast. We've talked about a few of those here. Uh, you've heard us uh, advertise for some national um, businesses, uh, but we can do that for your local business as well. Uh, anything here in Kentucky, anybody that wants to reach uh, Kentucky fans, we will be there every day. Talking about the Cats, we hope that it becomes a habit for a lot of people uh, listening to us every day, and we hope that you want to reach those people in their cars, uh, on their Alexas at home, and and everywhere in between because uh, we got something cool brewing here, and uh, we hope you'll want to be part of it. So send us an email at LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. We talked about a review we got the other day that was not positive. We got a positive one today online, Kai. It was a five-star from Random Commenter 9 and it says, I quote, Chris and Kyle give good info about basketball and football. Yeah, thanks for filling in for Chris, Curtis. We, uh, you know, we love Chris, but uh, it's nice to have you on here every now and then as well. Well, you can follow me, Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-U-R-C-H, on Twitter. That's my handle, at Curtis Birch. Kyle, I guess you're still at Kyle. Tucker underscore SEC for right now until next month, October, right? Yep, yep. Still, still gonna hang on to that SEC tag for now, and I may actually keep it. I, I'm not, I'm not clear yet on whether they want me to change it, but, uh, but uh, it might change. Not for a couple more weeks, though. 
follow. You got to talk slower, Curtis. You got to talk slower. People I, can't understand you. They think Curtis sounds like Chris. That, I think that's a you problem. That's a me problem. Well, okay, then I'm just going to out you right now for a you problem. You you texted me the other day and said for some reason the podcast is just really fast right now. You you must have <laughs> uploaded wrong. And then five minutes later you texted back. Oh wait a minute, I had it on one and a half speed. Never mind, we're good. I had no idea. I had no idea on the Apple Podcast app that you can do that. Like you can slow it way down or speed it way up. And I was like, Oh my God, it sounds like micro machine. So <laughs> for future reference, if you guys don't care how it sounds or you want to have a laugh about how ridiculous we sound sped up, you can breeze through the podcast in, uh, you know, 75% of the time. If you just speed us up, there you go. So be sure to be following at locked on UK on Twitter and find locked on Kentucky on Facebook and like those pages and follow along with them as well however and wherever you're listening thanks so much be sure to subscribe rate comment review and then share with anybody else who you would think would enjoy this podcast thanks so much for listening to locked on kentucky we'll talk to you soon you are locked on kentucky available on apple podcasts google podcasts or tell alexa or google to play podcasts locked on don't worry i won't finish you get the idea